Good Tuesday, everyone. Welcome to the VolQuest.com podcast presented by our good friends at Blue Water Climate Control. Glad to have you along with us on this Tuesday. And don't forget to check out our friends at Blue Water Climate Control. Check them out online, bluewaterclimatecontrol.com. You can give them a buzz at 865-299-2290. Remember, they're going to do the right repair the right way the first time for any of your HVAC needs. Whatever you need, air conditioning, get ready for uh, some heat in a few months, whatever, uh, duck clean up, clean out, whatever you need. They're going to take care of you at Blue Water Climate Control. With Austin Price and Rob Lewis, I'm Brent Hubbs. Plenty to get to on this podcast is Tennessee today is in full gear. Thursday, they have their first scrimmage. They have another scrimmage less than a week later. Um, the old golfing analogy, Austin, that it's moving week or moving Saturday or whatever they call it in a golf tournament. It's moving week in the football in the football world, right? It is. I mean, you got two scrimmages and basically uh, the next seven days. And, um, you know, you've got to make your move if you're any of these quarterbacks. And that's not to say that, you know, you can't, you know, you can't lose it if you play bad because you sure can. But to me, you got to go out and win it. You know, you got to go out and, and show what you can do. This is not something where, like, you know, these other guys are going to, you know, make mistakes and, and fall back to you. I think you've got to go out and win it. And, uh, you know, and that goes for any of these positions, frankly. I mean, I, I thought Ellerby, you know, kind of trying to keep the, you know, competitive juices flowing um, when he met with the media on Monday was interesting because, I mean, you know, we, we know that, that Jerome Carvin's going to start. I mean, now that was to me as given as anything. He, if he didn't start a guard, he's going to start at center. You know, Cade, if he didn't start a tackle, he's going to start a guard. I mean, like, you know, and then to, so to say that he doesn't have a couple of starters would be erroneous. So I, I think that, you know, I think they're trying to keep the competitive juices flowing, but I think they're trying to come to some realizations real quick at several different positions. And, of course, we all talk about the quarterback position first. Robin, eight days, is it a, is it a safe – not safe. Is it an accurate assessment to say that Josh Heupel's – and, look, there's always movement, but Josh Heupel has a, a really good idea who his top 22 are on both sides of the ball, or at least his top 22 in, in, in you know, offense and defense combined? Yeah, I would say there's a pretty good chance of – you know, not that it's going to be written in stone like AP just said, but I'd, I'd say he's going to have a very strong opinion about what his top 22 looks like, but an opinion that could be changed, you know, depending on the final two weeks uh, of prep before game week. So what do we think the quarterback thing is? Sounds like, looks thought, like, looks like Brian Mauer's losing some reps a little bit, but go, go ahead, Rob. What do you think? this? Thing well, I was is? just going to piggyback on what AP said. I, I thought that what Alex Gold said last week was kind of revealing about what he's looking for. He's not looking for the guy that, goes out there and, you know, plays to not make mistakes. He's, like AP said, he's looking for somebody to win the job, to take the job, to be aggressive, to make plays, to push it down the field and be assertive. And, you know, certainly, you know, I, I think that's partly true, but at the same time, you can't have that mind, that attitude, that mindset, and, and you know, be forcing the action into, into and making those mistakes. But I, I do think that Coach Gold has kind of echoed what, what AP was saying, that he's looking for somebody to – to seize it as a, as opposed to, you know, let other guys fall off, fall by the wayside. Austin, you think they got a pecking order right now? Not, not that, not that it's done, but you think there's a pecking order or do you think there's a, that there's kind of a above the line, below the line with some guys right now? I think there's above the line, below the line. I mean, I, you know, I said on the, on, on the general quarters, because I mean, I, you know, 
while I still believe you don't hit your wagon to anybody at this point, I mean, they've not scrimmaged, but I just, the feel of it certainly feels like that this is a Milton versus Hendon hooker showdown. And, you know, if you were asking me to handicap it, I think Milton's the, the leader in the clubhouse. I think Hendon hooker is sitting in the two hole. I think that Harrison Bailey's still in it uh, in the three hole. And I don't think Brian Maurer honestly was ever in it at all. And we'll see what happens on this Thursday scrimmage because it's going to dictate a lot of things because it's, I'm not, that's not to say they're not playing real football to, to this point, but Thursday it's in the stadium. Coaches are in a box on the sideline. You got to go out and, and run this thing. Uh, and we'll see who can process the fastest. Cause as, as Joey Halsey said, when he met the media last week, the processing part of it is a huge part of this equation who, who can run the show pre-snap who can run the show when something breaks down post-snap. Yeah. And just one last thing on the quarterback, since we weren't there in the spring, you know, AP was, AP was the Volquest representative on, on the ground in spring practice. Hooker's a lot bigger than I thought. He, I mean, you know, Milton's huge. That That's, but Hayden Hooker's a big kid. Yeah. I, I think part of him, I, again, numbers can make you look smaller or bigger depending on what number you have. I think Hayden Hooker is a bigger guy, the bigger, bigger than you, you see, I think, uh, in pads, I think that number five makes him look not as big as potentially he really is. And so, um, yeah, I mean, Milton's a different deal. <laughs> I can't count him. Like, he's the exception. The, you know, the rule is more Harrison Bailey, Hendon Hooker, uh, Brian Maurer. And, uh, it, yeah, definitely, uh, you know, Hendon Hooker is much bigger than I think you you see, um, you know, on TV and or when you're at the stadium. Uh, plenty of plenty of other things to get to besides the quarterbacks, but I, I do want to ask this one quarterback question because R- Rob makes this point. It's a good point. Uh, Austin, we did not see them other than the one open practice and in, in the spring game uh, all, all spring long, so we didn't get a chance to see kind of the day-to-day of those guys during the spring. Is there a, is there a difference in, in Hooker? Do you see a difference in him now compared to the spring? And if, if you do, what is it with, with Hooker? Confidence. You, think I, you, know, you don't think it's I, mo- you don't think it's mechanical as much as it is just he's letting her rip, so to speak. He's got. I think yeah. Problems. I mean, I mean, maybe fractions mechanically, but like I don't notice a huge difference. Me personally, maybe that's something that you know. I mean, look, if you're a golf swing coach, we'll keep this in the golf analogy. If you're a golf swing coach, you're going to notice the little the little minute changes that you know your player makes. Whereas, like the common person, I'm me being the common person is not going to notice that same thing here. I mean, I, you know, his arm may be at a different degree angle or his footwork may be a little fraction. But better. it's not dramatic. Yeah. It's not dramatic. It's you. just, kind of, I think he's just carrying himself uh, differently. Uh, it just seems like a more confident kid. And honestly kind of felt that way at camps this summer, just the way he kind of, you know, maneuvered out there. Um, you know, he, he, out of all the quarterbacks, um, he's probably the most laid back of them all. Uh, he just, he's very, very laid back. All right. So let's move on beyond that, to, beyond quarterbacks. Let's talk about confidence. This team seems to have some, Rob. Is it, are you buying or selling at this point? And we got, we got Dane Davis on Monday talking about how miserable it was to come to work every day last year uh, and how much better life is. And you've got Tyler Barron saying how different the program is. Players seem to be happy. You buying into that? Is that overblown? What, what, what are you? What are you taking away from the narrative that 
life is so much better and, and things are, are, are really better in this program right now. Yeah, I mean, you got to see him play a game to know whether that really counts for anything. But I was going to harken back to what, you know, Tyler Barron last week. I mean, he didn't go so far. He didn't go as far as Dane Davis talking about, you know, it being miserable to come to work. But it was it was pretty clear. He made it abundantly clear that, you know, it was a it was a different environment. And I, and I think you've gotten that feeling from everybody uh, that, that we've spoken to is that this, you know, football's fun again. We talked about that some in the offseason. But, um, you know, I – and certainly, when you go, when you're when you're losing, it makes it worse. And, you know the drudgery. If be kind of tough, it can really up and pile on. But uh, I, I think it's just real clear that this this coaching staff has connected with, with these kids over this off season. And um, you know, again, how many wins wins is that worth on, on Saturday? I don't know, but uh, the environment is. I mean, it just feels even for us out, outsiders looking in. I mean, don't, don't you guys think it feels different, just lighter, breezier when you're over there? Yeah, I mean, I agree. Um, I do think it's always easier to nitpick. You know, the, the people that were previously here. I mean, it was easier to nitpick Butch when he was gone, or Jeremy now that he's gone. Whatever. Um, you know, but for those kids, I you know, I think we all agree that they just needed to be built up mentally, which is why you saw them having so much fun and doing all these team bonding activities and all that stuff. I mean, last year's group was different because of the COVID. They all kind of – but before that, I mean, like how much fun were they having off the field? I don't know. I mean, I, I, I do think this group genuinely is having fun, and I do think there's a value in that, the chemistry as a team, the chemistry as a staff, uh, better quarterback play, all that stuff adds up to something. Again, what's it worth? I don't know. I can't equate that. But I, I can say that I do think it's worth something that helps Tennessee this fall. Well, and, and I'll say this. I think Dane Davis was talking not just about not about Jeremy Pruitt. I think he was talking about offensive staff. I think he was just talking about the, the, the year. That in, offensive line, that general. offensive line did not like Will Friend at all. You know it and I know it. Yeah, so. I don't think. Yeah, they, I mean, they <laughs> they're have, just happy to have a change of voice. Right. Well, they, they are. I think they're happy to have a change of voice. I also think they're happy just that things feel a little bit normal, you know? Um, and I think that's, that's playing into some, into some things. I just, I'm curious because, you know, that's become such a big deal or, or a bigger deal with everybody talking about, it. boy, it's, you know, it's, it's a lot different. I'm in, you know, and, and all of those things. I'm just wondering what you guys do. Do we make too, do you make too big or can you make too big of a deal of that? because of what you're saying, Austin, because it's easy, it's easy to, to take a jab at who's not here now, um, you know, after the fact, so to speak. Oh, yeah, there's no doubt. Um, you know, I, I mean, I think this is probably the first, you know, we joked about this, you know, on Monday, Hubs. I mean, first time in 12-plus years where we've not really made a thing out of the strength coach at all, all offseason. Hadn't really talked about it. None of that. But, yet, honestly, when you look at some of the gains or, you know, losses on this team, you know, it, you know, for, for guys, you know, like, you know, Byron Young to add 25 pounds, for guys like Darnell Wright to lose 25 pounds, or Aubrey Solomon to look way more like someone who can help this football team than he ever did a year ago, you know, uh, you know, those are all things that, like, you know, again, we, we haven't really talked about. And, and, you know, you potentially could. Um, same thing there. I mean, I, I think that, you know, are we overblowing it? Are we, you know, not giving enough attention? I don't know. I, I do think that, though, that, that this team's chemistry is a lot better. Again, though, 
it all boils down to the quarterback and it all boils down to depth. Uh, you know, I, I think depth wise, you know, they're the wrong injury away from being in real trouble at a couple of different positions, but there are some positions where they could, you know, withstand a, a, a key injury or two. Rob, this is a better looking football team. I mean, I, you know, whether this is, whether this is because of the strength coach, whether this is a result of last year, not having a legitimate off season and guys trying to do stuff from their house with, you know, water buckets or cement buckets and, and not having a legitimate weight room to, to work out in, whatever the case may be, this is a different looking football team and a better looking football team, uh, really from top to bottom. I mean, you, you don't, you don't have to be a football expert to see that, do you? No. And I, I mean, I think you're right. I mean, I think you're right to mention the, that last all season was, weird. I mean, kids were at home, you know, doing push-ups and you know, chin-ups and, and whatever they could, where as opposed to this year. I mean, so I, but but it's clear that some guys have made some gains. I mean, AP mentioned the guy that jumped out to me the most was Byron Young. I mean, I know we didn't we didn't see him a lot in the spring, but he, I mean, he looks like he added. I mean, sometimes you hear a coach throw out, you know, a guy gained thirty pounds in the off season, and, and you kind of roll your eyes a little bit. I, I think that's legit with Byron Young. I mean, he doesn't he 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 looked almost like a wide receiver. I thought in the spring playing outside linebacker. And now he looks like an SEC edge player. Yep. Having uh, three square meals a day. And as he told me, guys throwing snacks at him every time he walks by the nutrition center cer certainly helps there for as, for as much as he looks Austin improved with the weight gains, uh, the offensive line just looks better. I mean, we've talked about Darnell Wright losing weight. I, I thought Jerome Carvin on Monday, I asked Jerome, I said, how much weight have you lost? And he said he was down five pounds. And, and it, he's just moved stuff. You know what I'm saying? Like, he's a lot leaner than, than he was. I mean, I think credit to strength coaches, but I, I do think it's another sign of this offensive line or players on this team, you know, buying into things because they do look better from their summer work. Does it mean a win? I don't know, but they look more like what they're supposed to look like compared to a year ago. Yeah, agreed. I, you know, I, I think that you know they just—it's not that they're they're small because I don't believe that at all. I mean, Darnell Wright's three hundred and twenty pounds, but you know, I mean, he just looks so much better. He looks quicker. His feet look quicker. Um, he looks more nimble when he's moving. Um, you know, same thing with Jerome Carvin. You're right. I think he he took the spare tire and repositioned it, and you know. Um, you know, it's just, it's different. I mean, I, you know, does, again, what does it mean? What does it equate to? I think it does equate to them being in better shape to be able to run the type of offense that Hypo and them want to run to be able to go fast. Um, you know, I asked Cooper Mays, you know, do you, are you, or sometimes, you know, do you even know who's back there behind you at quarterback, you know, or, or, or how the result of the play was. And he admitted that a lot of times if, if he, does know who's back there. He doesn't even know the result of the play because as soon as it's over, I mean, he's going straight to, to call the next play and, and hike the ball. He doesn't know what happened, how it turned out, how they got from point A to point B. He just knows they're there. So I, I, when you're going that fast and your center is talking that way, these other linemen, whether it be Darnell or, or Jerome Carvin or whoever, better be in pretty good shape to withstand that kind of speed. All right, let me ask you this, uh, both of you guys this. Out, take quarterback out of the equation. Guy you're most interested in hearing about after the scrimmage on Thursday? Probably, probably Byron Young for me. I mean, I'm, I can't, I mean, that, that kid is, 
I mean, partly because of his story. I mean, it's so incredible, you know, the whole Dollar General thing. But, I mean, I I don't want to go crazy here, but I, mean, I think that kid has a chance to, to be a dude. And they need, and also because at that position, they're, they're screaming for help. I mean, for, for somebody to come off the edge and bring pressure. I, I think it's easy to go Byron Young. Um, and so I, while I 100% agree with Rob, I, just to be different, I'll go Tyon Evans. You know, I mean, I, I think that he's a guy that, you know, has, has done, you know, the right things in summer, um, looks really good this fall. And I expect he and, and, and Jabari. And, and Jalen Wright to really um, uh, be kind of a three-headed monster for this team. I'm not sure they have any set guy. It's kind of like receiver. Maybe, you know, a different guy run for 100 yards on any given Saturday. But, you know, he just has that kind of it factor to him, and, and he looks really, really good. Yeah, I mean, he's a What about guy you, that, Bubber? Do what? Do what, Rob? I was, I was just asking who you were. Who, I, you was. know, I, I was going to go – I mean, I'm intrigued by Evans. I, I really am. And, and I saw him this summer, and, and I thought that he looked this summer as, you know, a guy who was – had put it all together. And, and not to say he wasn't good in the spring, but he was hurt. We didn't see him. I mean, he looked a guy like looked, – looked like a guy who um, was ready to roll. To me, he looks quick. You know, for a guy that big, I'm not Shifting. saying he's Jalen Wright quick, but he looks he looks athletic and quick. He doesn't just look like a kind of a big round ball out there running around. I mean, I, I like the way he looks. I, I'm intrigued by him for sure. Um, and, and then I'll cheat here and I'll say this. I'm really interested to see where Rodney Garner's entire defensive line is because I think those guys look a lot better physically. Um, how much better have they gotten? Because I did not think they were a very good group in the spring at all, just in the two days I saw the spring game and that open practice. So how much do they challenge this offensive line uh, out of the gate in this scrimmage? So, you know, th those are a couple of guys um, outside of the quarterback position for me that, that, that jump out immediately. I'm going to add in Javante Payton. I just like the way the kid runs routes. I like his hands. I like his speed. Hey, man, if he performs as loud as his car is, he's going to be an all-conference player. Because <laughs> that guy rolls through, rolls by interviews every day leaving, with, and everybody just stops till he gets out of there uh, with the exhaust on his car. Um, so, uh, you know, I, I'm, in, I'm intrigued um, to, to see a lot of those guys, but, but I am intrigued by, by those two positions as well. Um, you know who's been kind of quiet to me, it seems like, and maybe I'm wrong here, not, not a whole lot of linebacker chatter, you know. Um, and maybe that's just because Brian G. Mary hasn't spoken yet. Um, we haven't heard from a lot of linebackers. But that seems like kind of a quiet group that, not to say they're doing poorly, but they don't seem to – they have not generated a whole lot of buzz early on. So we'll see what those guys – well, uh, what, kind of, what kind of moves they make in, in scrimmage work? All that change is coming up in just a matter of hours when Brian Jean-Marie um, meets the media. And then I'm sure if you do just what they did with the offensive linemen, you'll hear from linebackers coming up uh, um, this afternoon. Yeah, okay. Well, then and it's time to hear – obviously time to hear some stories uh, on, on them. Storyline in this in – this, with this team that's not being talked about. Because, hey – Give Josh Heupel credit. Give, and I know we've given Bill Martin Sports Information credit. Rob, I mean, they are setting the narrative of this team by by the access they're given and the people that are talking. Okay, I mean, there's 
they're 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 giving some storylines. Give me a storyline that you're interested in that you're not hearing yet or, or it's not been talked about or do you think it's important? I mean, I don't know how important and, and we we've talked about it a little bit, but I like this group of running backs. And I think it's kind of, you know, and I, I think that that's I think the running game is really important in, in Heifel's offense. I mean, people think about pushing it down the field, pushing it down the field. And yeah, they're they, they do that, but they also, you know, they also really hammer the run game and i think when you're playing with tempo and, and can you know, start hitting some creases i think the run game can be important now, and i say i think the running backs are are, are pre, i think they have some pretty quality guys and it's strange to say when jabari smalls is the most experienced dude but i i, I think I, I like smalls i think he should play more last year and uh like you i'm, I'm intrigued by tyon evans so i think that I think Tennessee's running back room is probably flying completely under the radar just because of the lack of experience. But I think they're going to be pretty quality SEC players in, in that room. And I think that'll be a big, big, big part of the offense. Storyline, no one's talking about it. I go with the fact that by the time Josh Heupel speaks again, it'll be one full week in between when he talks to the media. And in any other year and any other coach, it probably would be a thing, but because there is so much access from a standpoint of every assistant's talking, there's a new guy every day, there's four or five kids talking every day, it's not a big deal when the head coach don't talk for a full week. And, and, and so, like, that never was the case before, and people would be clamoring to want to know what, you know, the head coach said. You know, like today, you know, think about it. Like, we, we put the stuff out there about K-Ron, you know, who, who's going to be out for the year. And, uh, you know, we were, you know, because they were still waiting on one more test, um, but that test has come back and he's going to be out. I do. I think he likes his staff. I think he hopes to be back uh, a year from now and wants to try to give it one more go. He loves Tennessee football. Um, you know, but they asked Glenn Elry about it. And he said, you got to defer to Coach Heifel to talk about injuries. Heifel, Heifel didn't talk since last Thursday. He ain't going to talk till this Thursday, you know, but it's not a thing because, Everybody's just happy with the fact that we're doing in, 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 in-person interviews. All these assistant coaches are talking. All these players are talking. It's a real game changer. Yeah. And it's, it's certainly it's certainly helpful. And Josh Heupel with his popularity uh, with, with a lot of fans. I mean, I think they're very uh, – obviously very happy with what they've seen. I, my my storyline that I think is of the most significance that's not gotten a ton of play, and it's because he hadn't talked yet, uh, I'm sure, or hasn't visited with the media yet, and they haven't had a scrimmage. I think it's the nickel position for 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 all the talk offensively about how the quarterbacks you got to have the quarterback play to make them go, which is 100% true. If this team's going to be better defensively, that they're going to have to play the middle of the field better, which means their nickel guy is going to have to play a lot better than they got from a year ago. And I think the fact that when you sit here and talk about the secondary, you got competition at corner. You feel comfortable with the fact that they've got two experienced safeties and Flowers and McCullough. But you got a big old circle around the, the nickel spot with a big question mark as to who that's going to be. So uh, that that's my storyline that probably hasn't got a ton of play. Uh, we'll see what kind of assessment Willie Martinez has uh, whenever he visits with the media. I guess probably another week before or next week before he mentions, visits with the media. Who all who all is working there, Robert? Did you? I've seen Theo Jackson there. Jackson's so. there. Slaughter's there. I think the question that I've got for Willie Martinez is: Do they move a corner? um in there how much are they working a corner in there after we leave you know that that's going to jump in there and you know they, they they got you know um 
Haddon out there full speed now, where does he factor in? I think he's a corner uh, more than he is a nickel guy. Does Turnage play in there? Does Taylor play in there? What, what do they do at that nickel position? I, I think that starts to sort itself out after this first scrimmage in terms of kind of where you go there. But, but I think that's a, that's a big question mark that, that's got to be answered about this defense uh, for sure um, and, and over the course of the next eight days because whether you find a starter or not, you got to find kind of your top two guys there um, and, and get, some, you know, get some depth and, and get somebody there and leave them if you're going to move somebody to a different position. Um, so, you know, we'll, we'll see with that one. But to me, that's a big defensive storyline to be answered here over the course of the next day, eight days with a lot of other storylines to be answered, certainly uh, including the quarterback position as it's two major scrimmages and, and two separation days for, for that group that's starting to see a little bit of separation uh, as we go at this point. Um, as we, as we head out the door, we'll, we'll jump into the mailbag questions later this week. There'll be some recruiting stuff in there. I'm sure I uh, will dive into some of that stuff, but we're just going to talk some football here in this podcast. But as we, as we dive out the door here in a, in a few minutes, um, what, what were your guys' thoughts on on the on Peyton Manning in the Hall of Fame? What would you take? Is he the next commissioner of the NFL? Uh, I I don't think so. I mean, I think too, too much. He'd have to take too much of a pay cut <laughs> from, from what he's going to be doing in the corporate world. But, I mean, uh, was that was that could be. was that speech the most? As I lose my headset, is that speech the most Peyton Manning speech of of all time? I mean, just with all the photos, the presentation that he delivered, the comedy he delivered. I mean, that was, I mean, did anybody expect anything less from, from that guy in, in that stage and in that moment? No. I mean, for, for me, I mean, you expected that. I mean, you go back to his retirement speech. I mean, it was so well thought out, so well constructed. You knew it was going to be that. And, and I love the fact that, you know, he probably had more to say, but knew he was under time constraints. So he took part of that time to, jab everybody for the time constraints and so um you know I, it's about you know the picture thing i thought was a was a, a very nice and, and and unique touch compared to most um but you know i about what i thought it would be and and not surprised that he you know kind of went out there and and kind of went on a limb about how to grow to grow the game and those type of things because i think the game is is, is super important to him and i think you know part of him because, you know, he's coaching, you know, Marshall's team is, you know, he wants to make sure the game's good for when Marshall gets to that point. Yeah. I mean, it, uh, again, I mean, it was vintage Peyton and I mean, he, he I loves the game at some point in time as part of an ownership. Group. <laughs> ownership. Yeah. I could see that. I mean, I do think he has a genuine concern about the future of the game. I, I don't think there's any doubt about that. Um, and so, and I think that was he wanted to use that platform and did. Uh, we'll see if anything more comes of it. I'm with you guys. I don't think he's going to be the next commissioner of the NFL, but I'm not surprised that coming out of the weekend, he was the most talked about, most impressive uh, speech that, that anybody gave because that's on that stage, that's what he's going to do. And that's certainly what he did. But um, wish him the best and congratulations on uh, the gold jacket and being in the Hall of Fame. This Tennessee football team at his alma mater, plenty of work to be done. And we've got plenty of coverage of it all uh, coming up uh, more today. And then we'll have coverage. We do not get to watch the scrimmage, but Josh Hyper will visit with the media after the scrimmage. We'll see how much of it is he's got to see the film and how much of it he gives an assessment of, of what things really look like uh, after the scrimmage when it's all said and done. But uh, 
That's coming up later this week as well. Plenty more recruiting coverage coming up. Uh, we'll have some hoop stuff in the war room. Lots of stuff going on. Now's a great time to, to be a part of everything going on in the general's quarters and, and going on at VolQuest.com. That's going to do it for this edition of the Blue Water Climate Control VolQuest.com podcast. For Austin Price and Rob Lewis, I'm Brent Hubbs. Thanks for joining us. Have a great rest of your Tuesday, everybody.